What's up, everyone? This is The Universe Just Recognized Herself. My name is MoMA. I'm going by MoMA now. Uh, I am claiming it as my nickname. I am not disowning my, my born name. I am still figuring myself out, ladies and gentlemen, and anything in between the men. <laughs> ah, welcome to another week's podcast. I hope that you are enjoying all of the guests that are arriving. It has truly, truly, truly been such an honor to host so many amazing conversations and raising consciousness and sharing ideas and uh, hopefully inspiring you to embody more of who you are and who you're meant to be. And um, we all play a part in in unraveling this and uh, in, in really achieving peace on this planet. We are all working on the same goal together. And I hope that these words that I share with the conversations and the people that I have on this podcast get you to a more, a more clear understanding of, of life and your role in, in you know, self-discovery. And um, I want to welcome another guest on today. I this is my third week in a row that I'm hosting guests, and it's been so, 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 so divine to, uh, and my divine pleasure to welcome yet another conscious, just amazing, amazing human being. I am uh, in a space with him. He is from Australia, and I had the pleasure of meeting him through actually my dear friend Katie who I hosted on the podcast last week we are in a similar space together where we are constantly uh, engaging in conscious conversation and revealing and healing with one another in this space so without further ado it is my utmost pleasure to welcome uh, Christian Phoenix onto this podcast Mm-mm. Recording in progress. Welcome, welcome, uh, dear Christian. I am so, 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 so divinely grateful that you were able to make some time for this podcast today. Uh, Christian is a freedom empowerment coach, and he is uh, seeking and and finding ways for all of his, all of, all, all people, all souls everywhere to find what it means to be free in this life. And I absolutely love, love, love that name. I think that freedom, oh, freedom is what everyone wants right now. And I'd, I'd love to hear you speak on what that means for you and welcome yourself. <laughs> such a great question to start with um yeah freedom is a big thing in the world right now hey and in my journey of discovery into what freedom is you know for anyone that knows numerology and that it's um i'm number five which is freedom and so it's it's quite ironic that you know i'm a free personal freedom coach Mm -hmm. and that came to me without that you know knowledge Mm -hmm. first and Freedom, I think, for myself and for many, is often misguided. Mm. It's often, oh, I'm free when I'll have this. Mm. Or I'm free if I can travel. Or I'm free when I have enough money, you know. And money's a big one for people. And money can mean different things to different people in our psychology. For some people, it's security. You know, Mm. for some people, it's freedom. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to discover around freedom, it's, it's the classic like a Nelson Mandela sitting in a prison cell, mm. the man who fought for freedom. Mm. And so much of my experience is to find freedom doesn't necessarily mean to get what I want. Mm. Mm-hmm. To be in a prison in the mind or a prison in the world and find freedom in the situation actually comes from a deep, deep perspective shift 
and an acceptance mm. of what is. Mm-hmm. Because the more I've explored the human condition, my own psyche, and, and worked with you know lots of people to hear their stories and help them find freedom in a relationship that's in conflict, in a job they don't like, you know, all these different problems that come up, the more I've realized what that person thinks they want, it may still be true at the end of the process, but actually they can find freedom in the current situation. Mm-hmm. 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 That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for um, just laying out some beautiful uh, uh, landscape into into this and just the entry, the entrance in this podcast, like this is me, this is who I am, and this is what I stand for, and this is what I help people do for themselves. Um, so I think that that is the journey, is the acceptance of um, all the things that we seek are always inside. They're always... Um, up to us to decide whether or not we have them now uh, or else we're always going to be seeking. We're always going to be trying to figure out what's going to make me freer, happier, more this, more that. Um, And you can, you can break that down into human needs. You can look at the human psychology, whichever way you want upside down. Like ultimately you just have to, you have to choose. You have to decide that, who you are is what you are right now. And speaking of who you are and what you are right now, uh, prior to today, you were referring to yourself as Phoenix and uh, are going through this massive shift again, honoring this change that you're going through. I'm bringing this up because I have just announced to a lot of my followers in my platform that I'm changing my name and I'm confused (laughs) by it and like just unraveling those parts i'd love to hear from you um what this name change means if i answer that i would love to to actually hear from you you know abby and moma what do each of those names what do you feel they mean to you Mm. so i was reviewing this the other day and I, i i found this quite strikingly uh beautiful Abby is my born name and MoMA is my current uh, go-by name. (laughs) And they both create the I am, A and M. And I was just like, whoa, that that hit me pretty hard. I was like, wow, (laughs) Um, that's that's, that's cool. Uh, But Abby is the collection of... uh, it's who I am in many, 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 many ways. I, I wrote a book as, as Abby, which is interesting to review now because I am a totally different person than the person that wrote that book. So in going through this shift right now, I do feel called to, to honor the vibration of MoMA. And I think that it's because I, I'm, I'm allowing myself to remain unattached to so many things in my external reality that I am, um, I think, honoring this, this extraterrestrial-like sentiment of, of who I am. And I think that Abby is, is the grounded and matured and ancestral person that I am. So in moving through both of the names, I, I am learning to identify different qualities of being and uh, what follows suit with that. I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning about myself. So that's why I kind of remain a little confused because I'm like, is this my nickname? Is this my full? Is this really what I want to go by? I have to figure out how I want to really address myself <laughs> when I'm introducing myself to people. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna remain the person that I am. So yeah, yeah I'd love to 
hear from you. I can, I can, I can hear the confusion, mm-hmm. but it's also like you're showing up just vulnerably exactly as you are, which is just so beautiful, you know. And, you know, to share a little bit about my journey through that is I didn't necessarily want to change my name. It was actually life. You know, a friend just said to me today, he's like, I feel so proud of you for this journey you've been on, you know. And it's like because you've been following what you wanted. And I actually went, you know, I really received the pride. And it's not actually necessarily what I wanted. I felt like it was the journey I had to go on. Yeah. And so much to talk about freedom is freedom for me is making choices in alignment with my truth and speaking my truth when all my societal human conditions says otherwise or would plant doubt or fear or hesitation in the way of making this decision, like singing in public or being naked at the ocean or asking that person on a date or changing my name. All these decisions and actions, there is a whole world of what are these people going to think? How are they going to judge me? And freedom is to make those choices no matter what the world around is doing. Yeah. And that's in a truth. And when it's in a truth, it is responsible. It's not some irresponsible, irrational, you know, thing, right? There is that the left brain is thinking your way through it. Your heart is in alignment to it. You can feel that in your body and your intuition. And it takes courage, right? The word core from courage in Latin to speak the whole truth of who you are with your heart because you're jumping into the unknown where no one gave you the playbook or the university education to teach you the steps and how to do this. So you're taking a leap of faith every time you do this and you don't know what you're stepping into. You don't know the outcome. There is no promise of safety and security, right, to leave a job, to leave a relationship, to lean into a relationship that makes no sense, to change your name, to start a business that you're so scared to do. And my experience was the name Phoenix came to me through like people and messages about 20 times before, you know, probably after about time six or seven, I was like, oh, there's something here. Like, okay, so I'm paying attention now, right? I'm listening to life. I'm listening to the signs, the synchronicities, right? The book, The Celestine Prophecy goes into that really well, what a synchronicity is. Mm -hmm. It's like breadcrumbs that life is leaving us Mm -hmm. to guide us to our highest potential. Mm -hmm. And when I took, you know, when I arrived in Byron Bay, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd been in Byron Bay living there and then I went away and then I came back. Literally the first day I got back, this is after all those signs, I walk into this ceremony and this man comes straight over me and goes, hi, my name's Phoenix. And that was the one I was like, <laughs> like you just got to be kidding. You know? Yeah. And uh, that was the moment I decided. I was like, okay, because I was resisting, right? There's natural resistance in the body and the mind to something that's scary and unknown. And so it took a little bit of time for my body and my mind to feel safe, Mm. right, to take it on. Mm -hmm. And when I took it on, my life changed. Mm. Because in that moment, sharing that with my friends and the public, people had to let go of ideas they had about me. I had to let go of a lot of memories and experience that were attached to my birth name, Christian with a K. Even a dear brother whose name's also Christian with a K, I remember him going, oh, man, now I'm not going to be able to introduce us as the Christians with a K. Yeah, yeah. It's actually an emotional release. That may Mm. sound like actually for both of us, there's like a sadness that has to be processed, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I don't know whether I'm coming back or not. I'm just following the breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And then the people that started meeting me a lot, I had never had people on their first encounter interact with me with the name Christian as they did with things. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing being able to observe the difference. Mm-hmm. People are like, Moma? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's it's just like before I was 
Abby and it was like okay whatever but then when you introduce yourself in this way it's a whole different person and you let go of so much attachment to like like you were saying all the memories like people that you would have been affiliated with before and I think it's funny you mentioned university and I was thinking to myself we go to university and we don't learn university you know (laughs) like we don't learn the universal (laughs) understanding in university or like how to be a human being (laughs) and this is like next level like I never could understand why people change their names and now I am that person (laughs) that's going through that process and I really feel like it's a thing that a lot of people should go through in their life just to not not doing it forcibly or uh because they think it's cool or whatever to each his own but going through that process because it's time for you to go through that process um And for that time of being, it was your time to be Phoenix and adopt that vibration and people looking at you like Phoenix. So what was your observation through that? I'm I'm interested in your process and in. And what I love about what you just said about university there is that, you know, it's so ironic. Our whole world is designed and all the hints are there in language. Even the word education, educo in Latin is to draw out from within. Yet if you think of our whole education system, it's let me put stuff inside your head and then test you on that so you know it here, but you're not drawing any wisdom out. Mm. And so, you know, and then it's like life is the university. And my life since university, since I did a research project, so I understand academic research, where I had to create my own question. I had to analyze data. Since then, my life has become the experiment. My life is the university mm. because a name change, everything I do is about drawing out from within. So when I change my name and, you know, life change, even I'll give you an example. I got a new client because the woman who I'd met with a year earlier didn't want to work with me. Then it was a resistance. And when she went to a ceremony, she, she got asked to name her spirit guide and it was Phoenix. And so when she saw me change my name a year later, she's like, crap, now I have to work with him. So, yeah, it's like it's what happened, the sequence of events that happened from there, you know, almost unexplainable to the, the logical left brain, right? And a woman that goes, oh, my God, that's my son's you know, name and he's playing music. And I've had a sense that this has been part of me burning fear taking on phoenix to step more into who i am and Mm. part of that's music i only started singing and playing guitar in november last year Mm. and since then you know when a woman comes in she's like my son's playing music oh he's phoenix you know constantly that a woman that's serving me food is like phoenix wow you know and the man standing next to me goes you know that woman is hitting on you like and it's like if my name wasn't the same it's like there's so everything is just shifted because it's not just how we physically look. As you said, there's a vibration. And this is why words and music and sound has a specific mm. quality and makes people feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And Phoenix represents, so it's like now people are seeing an image of me. Mm. And in their own experience, they're drawing their past, their life experience, you know, the relationship they have with their son. Yeah. Or a lot of people know the Phoenix is a bird that, burns in the ashes and flies and then there's a there's a symbolism of freedom and and rising so i made sure that before i changed my name i spoke to i sought out people with that name Mm. i was lucky to be guided to multiple people there's one woman who had taken on and she shared the journey with me and she shared she's very connected to uh, indigenous culture and land and healing and shared the responsibility it is to take on the name. Mm. She, she warned me, you know, she didn't want to put fear in me. She goes, this is not just you taking on something. This is you burning fear every day and rebirthing. Mm. And if you imagine allowing your identity to die or parts of you to die every, and coming and coming, that is quite a process. And that's yeah. what my whole year has been. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a responsibility because that, because my life is in service I also know that now I'm walking around being that person for people. So I had people add me on Facebook and I would ask them, why did you add me? And they go, 
a mixture of your face. I can feel love coming out of you, your energy, your smile, and your name. Mm. So people are literally white because they're looking to burn fear in their life. Yeah. They're looking to step more into who they really are. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to do a coaching program with me for four months or do this or this or this. There's just the symbol or the representation mm-hmm. now that's already working in people's psyche. Mm-hmm. So when I did my post today to reclaim my name, I haven't actually read fully read through the comments or anything, but I already just glanced. People are like, oh, this has inspired me to do this. This has inspired me to do this. And that for me is Gandhi be the change. Yeah, yeah. You, you actually inspired me. Like reading that post today of you reclaiming Christian into your life has inspired me and also questioned me because my, my death rebirth process in adopting MoMA is, has brought up, it brought up so much fear uh, for me. And the other day I was thinking to myself, maybe I'm over it. Maybe I'm just over it. Maybe I just want to go back to my old name. Maybe I just decide like, okay, I'm going to go back. Guys, sorry. <laughs> I don't really know what I was thinking. Like, here I am again going as Abby. But like, I think I, I think I um, am enjoying the time being that I can just be all the names and um, be okay with shifting in between both because I have people refer to me as Abby and then I have other people refer to me as MoMA and I think that it's just becoming a game for me at this point to see who I want to introduce myself as because it's life life is life is fun so you might as well just like throw it out there um but I get I I had people, like it's a transition, like there were people that would call me Christian when my name was Phoenix and I'd have to correct them. And then when that happened multiple times, I noticed a little trigger in me. And then over time, just letting that go. And even within my family, there were certain people that were uncomfortable with calling me Phoenix. And I said, that's okay. Like I let them, you know, so it's it's actually, there's a whole identity shift, you know, for not just me, but you know, people create physical, uh, you know, reminders on their wall. You know, I am powerful or this is my vision board or this is my altar. Mm-hmm. And that is a physical reminder every day of who you are and what you're creating. Now, your name is also that. Mm-hmm. It's got all the memories attached in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people, when I'm like going through a rebirth or a transition, like I was not attached. If someone needed to call me Christian, they still could. But it was, it's, a, it's a literal how I could explain it is then every day people are calling him Phoenix. It was allowing those parts of my identity that no longer serve me in Christian to release or almost just be taken out of my everyday life, right? And to be shared so that, you know, there was something new coming through. So when I reclaimed it today, like my body went through a visceral bodily experience. Mm. It was like stepping into something again. Yeah. And, and people, some people's response were like, oh, I wasn't, you know, it was uncomfortable for me to call you Phoenix. Or they're like, welcome back. Or like, we're pr- you know, I'm proud of you. And the people in your life who know your essence, right, will be proud. They will witness the journey and know you're not your name. Mm-hmm. Your name is a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. But they know your heart. They know your intentions. They know your values. Right, mm. and then there'll be people that come in transiently into your journey. There'll be all kinds of right different yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was, today was coming home. Mm. Was I have come more home into myself and experience? And you could say that I was in a six-month incubator program. I was in my own personal development program for six months. Mm. Now I've come home, and I couldn't have come deep, this deeply into my home in the same name because every day there's the reminder it's like a reminder a reminder a reminder a reminder so what is this visceral experience like for you right now like how does it feel in your body to return back to this version of you yeah so so literally this is funny it's like literally after i put that post up online it was like i had to go straight to the bathroom and do a number two you know (laughs) And my new housemate laughed at that too. Like, 
And, you know, it's like that's the body, what I've learned through experience, right, because I focus on energetics and then the organs and the body and the cheese. Like that's the, the body purging. Mm. Yeah. And and I just feel like I got a haircut too. Like I've cut my hair off. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's completely new. And I was even talking to the hairdresser about this. I'm like, yeah, you're helping me in my transformation. I'm changing my name. And she was like, wow, like thanks for that. Like, allowing me to be, you know, part of this process. She's like, maybe I want to change my name because it's a permission piece. And when we talked about freedom at the start of this, this is what I mean by breaking down condition, is so many of us as human beings attached to this is who I am. I'm introverted or extroverted because my personality became that Mm. because my trauma had my subconscious conditioning Mm. when I was young Mm -hmm. react this way because a negative experience happened and now I am just that. My Mm. personality is fixed. I will always be introverted. I will always be extroverted. I will always be shy. I will always be analytical. I will always be a perfectionist. No, 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 no. Yes, your personality was formed and there's psychology to back that up. But I'm here to show the world and my and really just from my own experience of life because this life is fun that anything is possible yeah any yes i could i you know i worked in corporate i was a corporate suit and tie employee right i, I was a university educator right a facilitator i worked in not for profit i was an entrepreneur i ran my own business i volunteered and worked on a permaculture farm People are calling me a musician now. My ident- when my first this person introduced uh, her husband to me, and was like, "Oh, this is the musician," and I was like, "Okay." So you know, it's like to show that the only thing that is stopping and holding us back from all possibilities of life is at the core of it fear, and we may not see it as fear, but it will manifest as self doubt. As just settling in life, settling for this job, settling for this. It'll show up as judgment of others because anyone judging another human being. So when all these people are judging me and it stops me from wanting to do, oh, I'll change my name. It's I now know, you know, I had to move through the fear, release that from my body. When I'm faced with a whole group of beings judging me, my body's tense in fight or flight, my nervous system is activated, my heartbeat is faster, my respiratory system, the breath is constricted. I've moved through that. You know, and I, I have tasks for some of my clients. I said a task for my clients the other day. You're going to go up to three men, you're going to tell them they're beautiful and give them your number and then you're going to walk away. And she's like, Bleh. right? But it's like, and then the first time freaking out, her body is learning exposure therapy. Yeah. Then it becomes more natural, right? Is those people judging? I know that they're only judging me, and they don't know this maybe, because they're judging a part in themselves mm-hmm. that doesn't allow themselves to do that. A man who doesn't allow himself to post a photo of himself topless online because in his head that's egotistical. Mm. He's thinking that of himself and every other human being rather than doing it from a place where he loves his body, not having to like show off and the ego thing, but like literally from I love my body however I look, mm-hmm. my weight, my kilograms, whatever. and this is, applies to women, men, everyone, right, in between, to love our body, to post that up, no shame, allow people to judge because all of their judgment, it's not about you, it's about them being insecure and judging themselves. That's leadership. That's freedom. That's leading the way. That's authenticity. Mm, That's beautiful. That actually just brought up a thought that used to circulate in my mind of like not not allowing myself to post a picture because of like it's too sexual or something uh having like on the on the feminine spectrum of that or it it, it could be the masculine as well you know not posting a picture shirtless because of whatever reason it's really just if you want to post it post it because it's what you authentically are what you there's no shame and um wow just the, the 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 channeling ability that you have to flow and 
um, move through such such a wide ranged plane and like really just segueing into the next thing that I wanted to talk about with you. It's just like what? Uh, <laughs> so amazing. Um, I, I I love I love talking about you know exposure therapy. That's something that I didn't even realize that I think that I was doing with myself when I started testing my ego because I just started walking up to people and saying things because my intuition was telling me to. So really my oversoul, my, my higher self was like, you can do this even though like we're just going to teach you this lesson. You're, we're going to teach you this lesson because you're going to get over whatever your judgment, all this, all of, all of the ego, you're going to get over all this and you're just going to do it. So I would do that, <laughs> like just to do, like I would go up to people um, and just start talking to them because I felt like I needed to do, the, to do that. And I guess you can call it exposure therapy, but like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Did you actually go up to three people and, and ask them for their number? Did you do that? Well, that was, that was the action I gave to one of my clients. Okay. So Did you ever do that? He's in the process of doing that. Have I done that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> I haven't actually done that. I no. feel like you need to do that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I could probably do that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just for fun. Just for, That's, yeah. Yeah. And, and the is, like, for me, it's like, you know, I can set myself challenges or people can set me challenges and I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm challenging yeah. you right now. <laughs> I think that's... Okay. Right. I want to so yeah, so um, just outside of, outside of this realm for all my audience, me and and Christian are in this communal, beautiful space where we get to share authentically our growth and our processes, and uh, that is where he will be telling me <laughs> about his experiences uh, sure. talking to three random strangers. Um but just to switch switch gears a little bit into um, kind of what I wanted to ask you about why I called you on this podcast is in regards to the divine masculine, uh, I, I want to hear from you how um, how revealing this path is for you because I feel like my audience, I do have a lot of women listening. However, um, I think that it's just this conversation is so important to have of understanding what an embodied divine masculine looks like. Because when I, when I engage with you, Phoenix, I, I know that I'm engaging with someone who knows themselves and, 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 and is whole and feels that way and, and recognizing uh, just all of the judgments that we put up against men, like all, all men are trash and, and men can't feel these emotions and, and working through that because as me, me, I, I have not faced that energy in this lifetime. So it is so important to me to share your perspective in working through that with my audience. Mm, beautiful. And I noticed you called me Phoenix there. Oh, I, I did. I did. I did. Thank you for correcting me. I'm so used to it now. This is the <laughs> process that I'm going to be in for the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's beautiful. It's like a reclamation, you know. It's like in the moment I could have let that pass, but it's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state that because when you talk about that divine masculine energy is, you know, I'm journeying with a lot of men at the moment and, I'm creating this program with another brother called Christian with a K2 and we literally just had a call this morning and what we came to discuss was, you know, there's all these archetypes that Carl Jung has created, right? Um, and, you know, these archetypes for men to explore themselves in, like the king, the warrior, the magician, the lover. And we were discussing that, okay, we all want to be kings, but the king out the front, it doesn't have to be that way. There are men in my life that I think of as king. They're CEOs running massive movements. But in his natural element, he's a lover. Like when he loves to write and he loves to share and he, his natural essence is a lover. My natural essence is more 
a magician or he, he would say there's like a Zen Buddhist. It's like anything that happens, his essence is he always comes to acceptance and peace. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, so in our natural essences, we have this natural essence as a man. And then behind you can have integrated the king because you don't necessarily want the lover to run your life, to do your finances yeah. and your business. Right. So these archetypes are just ways of how we operate in the energy. And what we came to say is like what we're most inspired by in this program or we're creating is to create and support, right, or create a program that supports men to become the most embodied version of themselves, mm. for them to have a space to find their own unique essence mm. and embodiment as a man because they're going to get the representation to say, you know, Christian and lover, me more as a magician, you know, someone else is a warrior, so it like appeals to different men, you know, the men who are big and tattered and the men who are more, you know, IT background, the men more like this, that's representation. And then they can journey with each of those elements but find where's, you know, they journey through all of them and they find themselves in that, an embodied man. And there is no book or thing that could write something to capture the full essence of each individual man. Yeah. Right? In yeah. his essence. Yeah. It's all different. Yeah. And I've been saying this, you know, it's, and we, we both recognize, right, there's this, there's this need for um, supportive and safe spaces for men to explore themselves, right? And there's this thing called, you know, we're mapping this, this, this idea of a, a hero's journey, but I'm going to talk to it in a bit of a different way, is many men had to grow up to be stoic and emotionless because if you think of the conditioning, uh, we used to fight with swords and guns and on the battlefield. So I want you to think of the body and the trauma and how we, that had to be shut down. The left brain had to be developed in such a way to shut that down because when you've mm. got a gun on a thing, you don't want to be in fear and emotionless. You want to shoot. Mm. And then now you've got a father who's like that and then you're going to bring up a son who's now got that psychology conditioning yeah. Right, And that's because they're looking up at their father and going, this is what it's like to be. And then we now come to a time at the hippie age where men started to become more free-flowing and hippie and spiritual and emotional because many of these men grew up with a mother who was available and brought them up, but the father was away working or fighting or whatever. And so they grew up with the the lens of the world through a mother's eyes. And she would have had some resentment about potentially masculine counterparts. And yeah. so then these men are growing up, okay, I've got to become more, you know, I'm just using the word feminine. We've all got feminine and masculine. You can think of it yin, yang, whatever. I'm going to become more of this yeah. part of me to, uh, because that's what my mother says and that's what women want and women are saying they want this. But then there's this journey of men are in all different spectrums of this journey. You know, I've worked in high schools with a lot of teenage boys. I've worked on camps with fathers and sons, so both generations. I've worked with men, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and everyone's in a different space because there's all this conditioning. And then, so the men who do the meditation, the yoga, they become more in their emotions, but then they keep not getting, a lot of them don't get what they want or the women in the relationship is unsatisfied yeah. because... And it's confusing then for men because even in high school, the young teenagers are like, yeah, women say they want this, but look at the jock who gets the hot girl and, you know, they say it's not about the body but they're going for the yeah. man with the body. And so that that's also a problem because women are saying one thing but there's to understand that our biology and chemistry as men, women and others in its natural essence is programmed for specific things. Yeah. And so these... These, myself, I when I was in that full yoga stage of my life, because I burnt out, I had to become super yin and slow. Mm. Literally, my estrogen levels were so high. And I was like to the doctor, what does that mean? And the doctor's <laughs> like, I don't know. Right? To understand that energetics is impacting our biology. Yeah. Hormone balances, right? It's like why, you know, I hear so many women share with me that, you know, the menstrual cycles are out, the womb, right, needs healing is because things off balance. The heroine's journey is women are seeing, these young girls are seeing boys and men validated, so they push the mother away. The boys are also pushing the mother away in teenagehood because we're looking for what's going to validate that I'm loved or works for me in society. So poor mothers 
umbilical cord most energetically attached to their children getting pushed away unconsciously and then because men and women are trying to work in this patriarchal world of I need to provide and then women, you know, in the movement, I want my independence. But what I'm seeing in the men's journey is, okay, the men have done this emotional work but they've lost, I'm just going to use the term, their balls. Mm. They've lost their spine Mm. to talk truth, to be strong, to lead, Mm. right, from a healthy level of domination. Mm not domination that's mm-hmm. unhealthy, like, yeah. And then women, a lot of them in the 30s or 40s in the heroine's journey that I hear from, um, go through an emotional, spiritual breakdown because after their children have now started to grow up, right, is they've, they're, they're yearning for something that's missing. Yeah. And so they descend into the darkness or the mm-hmm. shadow work to reclaim their goddess, yeah, and that's healing. Then they're going to seek the relationship to heal with their mother, right? So this will shift because having children really starts to shift reality for so many fathers and mothers. Yeah. And for men, it's like so many of men actually just need to get into their emotions, but then the next stage, in my experience, has been uh, for both men and women actually, some of the most empowering work that I've seen is sexuality mm. because when we release uh, sexuality, you know, it's got so much taboo around it as well, but we literally have physical and biological genitals and certain things, and they carry a certain essence. So as I said before, if I've got too much estrogen or a man's lost his libido, yeah. or if a man has too much and he's got, because we've been conditioned as men, mm. pornography yeah. and just way too much masturbation, losing all the life force, when that organ is designed it's where we carry our power as men. Yeah. If we can learn to harness that using tantric and sexuality practices to move that energy up and down the body, to balance our hormones, our testosterone, mm. our spine becomes straight because we're in alignment and truth in life. Yes. Men yes. that confidence are like this. Men that are just weighing their ego, you'll see them walking around like this. Mm. When that's in alignment, energy's moving up and down. So men are not constantly I fucking women in the street and being just little boys that are trying to get an emotional release because they Mm. don't know how to control the energy, right? And I'm not shaming any man because this is me and this is men. We've been brought up in this culture to not know this, to have porn in our face, to have all these... You know, things. It's 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 actually it's important that women become sexually free in themselves and, and own their bodies. But there's this thing of like you know, Sports Illustrated magazine and that you put that in front of young teenagers who have never been taught that is there's not a healthy honoring of yeah. women's divinity and yeah. the sacredness. Yeah. And so I'm all for women being in that, but it's almost like it's too much for a boy or even a man's his eyes, his bio, like when he's not trained to contain, that like seeing too much skin. And I see women, they're like, you know, you need to, I need to be free in my skin. But men don't know how to be with that. And then so imagine they go home, they're all horny now. They go home, they've just got to masturbate it out because they're going into the world every day and seeing so yeah. much skin. They don't know yeah. how to, to be with it. They really don't. Yesterday I was in the park and I was doing yoga and this old man like walked up to me and it was so weird. It just, of course, it happens right before we have this conversation. But um, yeah, I'm. I, this rarely has happened to me in my life. But now that I'm getting older and I'm like literally claiming back my power, I've noticed men coming into my energy space that never it never used to happen before. And I, I was, I don't know, doing yoga, being flexible and open in the park. And this man came up and was just watching me and eating his candy bar. So I stared at him and he was staring back at me. And he, I, I, I obviously was just the psychic intuition there. He, he was like, oh shit. She's like, she notices me. And then he like waved and he ran away because he like couldn't take that. I was actually, you know, looking at him and like, like, you know, go away but um just speaking to some of the beautiful things that you've said and covered uh in claiming back the hero's journey as you refer to it um what is 
in essence, like, hmm, what is this, what is the hero's journey for you? Like, dive deeper on what, because I think you touched on, you touched on so much in regards to the masculine and, and, and overstimulation, uh, from all angles and, and, um, in reclaiming, we're talking a lot about reclamation, like resurrection today. So, um, I would, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting you ask that because I'm, I've, I've witnessed, um, a lot of women in their journey and, you know, and, and like, it's, it's so clear for me, this, this is like this heroine's journey, this women's journey of, you know, women in, in the, the mainstream feminist movement, it's like fighting for equality in their rights, but it's, it's coming from a lot of trauma a lot of the time. And I, most of the women that have done deep work and I see are really embodied, they're like in their goddess and they're sexually free and they're liberated and they're free and they can just be in their natural essence. And it's very, and it's actually was very intimidating for me at the beginning because that woman is so free. I can't control her. Whereas women that are kind of in the mainstream and you know using the mind and trying to overcompensate to fit into a world I'm like then they're fighting a world it's like they're not they're not fully embodied a lot of the time I'm generalizing a little bit here and so it's the, the, that women's journey of empowerment there's so many women I know in the space that it's it's like incredible because they're they're coming to the natural essence of a woman biologically chemically in her essence right and all of them are different but it's like so free and empowered sexually, as you say, and there's an energy about it that will draw other women and men in. There is some magnetism. You'll know, you'll see women that are embodied and women that are not. And for men, it's like there are examples, but there's been less. Like, you know, I've done a lot of men's work and joined men's circles and done all these little things, and but not, sometimes it didn't, it just didn't always. Like they were integrated in this element, you know, like they could go full warrior and da, or they could be really emotional. But it was like something was like, yes, I'm learning and embodying that. But it's like, where's the man that has all the bits? Mm. Yeah. You know? And and so I'm on the journey myself. I don't fully know what that looks like for me. Mm. But I'm I'm sourcing out men that I can see have got something that I want. And, you know, there's, uh, mm. there's men that I'm drawn to in certain ways. And, and I'm learning from them as elders, you know, men that have spent a lot of time in indigenous communities. There's, yeah, there's like what, one are, stream. what are those things that you're seeing in men that you want for yourself? Yeah, so it's like, you know, even a couple of months ago or a year ago, even, I was like, I'm done with men's circles. It's like... For me, the judgment was it just felt like men sharing their emotions every week with the problems, not dealing with them. And I had got no benefit or value anymore from sharing my emotions because I can do it. It's just who I am now. It's just so free-flowing. Yeah. It was like, and so there's different levels. There's a space and a place needed for that. Yeah. Right? And it's like I, as a leader, I need to be able to, you know, meet that and hold that space too, to, you know, because it's needing to support men along each step of the journey. Mm. There's the wisdom that comes from men that are really deeply connected to nature, like it's the old ways. It's, you know, it's the indigenous connection to land and nature, right? It's the rites of passage work, a lot of that mm-hmm. that I've been trained in and I worked with a lot of men in that. Then there's this sexuality element, which is, is very different again, because you imagine it's like uh, they may have embodied it, a lot of indigenous communities, like in how they were set up, but we've lost it all. And so it's like needing to relearn sexuality. And then there's like other dimensions, the men that are, you know, really cosmic and, you know, yeah. doing all the kinds of things. Yeah. Then men that are in their body movement yeah. a lot. But you can see that men that are really like their whole career is, is yoga or their whole career is jujitsu. And then the men that are in, they may not have all those embodiments. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like learning each of these. And what's the journey I'm on is I am, the future me is already coming in. Mm-hmm. The name change. I'm about to get tattoos soon. Mm. Yeah, like I don't have any tattoos. I'm working out again in my physical body. It's like mm-hmm. I already know that I'm creating that, right? And it's it's out of service. It's like out of becoming someone so that I can be that for people. And I don't know what it fully looks like. I've got ideas, 
but, but to become that. Mm. And all I can say is it's the embodiment of me. Mm. And what I represent a lot of the time to my clients or men and women or they, they say is there are certain qualities in myself. I don't know whether that's for all men, but it feels to be true, which is the spine is alignment, mm-hmm. is truth, mm-hmm. is integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to bring in indigenous culture, the men's a lot of men's work was on mountains. Mm-hmm. Women's was, a, yeah, because we have, and when I sit on a mountain, I feel still. That mountain can take a storm, can take wind, can take rain, and the mountain stays still. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned from women in their embodiment is their natural essence is quite chaotic. It's quite creative and free-flowing. And so there's this beautiful synergy in the relationships. The couples I know that are embodied is the man is directional and has purpose and is like this, and the woman's chaos and brings them intuition and downloads. <laughs> and it's they, they have integrated a certain yin and yang and feminine and masculine themselves, but it allows them to be more in their natural polarity. Yeah. And they support each other. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this integrated man brings this woman consistency and some grounding for her yes, chaos. Yes, this makes me feel so good. Like you saying this just makes me want to like, makes my heart chakra explode. Like, because I feel that I, I, I know that I need that in my life. And, it, and I think that touching on to, to some of the embodiments that you're speaking to, it's like, why society is imbalanced is because women aren't allowed to be wild and free (laughs) and um being forced into like being the mountain when we were never supposed to be the mountain you like we can we can embody the qualities of like being grounded and and holding so much power in ourselves but the the real embodiment of like the feminine is the wild movement crazy it makes me explode and like why I have been so grateful and honored to have met you in my life is because you were one of the first divine masculine people that I've ever met and I was like I'm confused (laughs) like why have I never met more of you like why is it so rare and it it brings a certain level of attraction when you see a man in their like center in their power because you're like <laughs> you're as as a woman you're like okay um the supply is limited <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> but um yeah. it's like yeah. it's such a relief it really is a relief to engage and interact with you because you're you you have a level of nobility and um like it's more than a sense of being able to provide for it's just your essence i like that we're using that word today your essence and um aligning with your essence because we can we can be all of these archetypes we can be a mountain we can be the water we can be the fire we can be the air the earth but some we came into this life to be who we are and for me that looks like all sorts of things but the overall conception of me is it is the culmination of all the archetypes, but it it also is this fairy queen princess because that's what I like to be. That's just who I am. So, like, for you in this in this hero's journey and and in your journey, your journey in this life, Christian, um, to wrap up all of the beautiful things that you've talked about today, I would love to hear what you feel like you are coming into right now because there's after the full moon a lot of release uh in in this new cycle and this resurrection what aspects of you are you resurrecting i just want to take a moment also to acknowledge um you know what what i feel women bring in the natural essence is a man in direction and groundedness and alignment can get quite boring and that chaos and that creativity 
and that thing brings that to a man in his natural embodiment. And, you know, having worked with so many relationships and couples too and seeing how much conflict happens in relationships, I mean, divorce rates being so high and is, and then we're trying to fix it. And then people, like, I don't want to work in any idea of beliefs. Like, I believe this is it to be a woman. It's like I just trust the energy and bodies, which are a printout of our consciousness. And when I, you know, the thing that saddens and I feel the sadness is like so many women's hormones and wombs out of balance and menstrual cycles is showing me that a lot of women are focused on things that they think they need to be to prove they're independent or whatever that's causing their bodies to imbalance. Mm -hmm. And then for men, the same. And, right, and it's like, and this scary part for men to actually just, like, face themselves, it's like the first step is scary, but, wow, the freedom and what can come through in relationships and love when we're just our natural essences, it's going to take, it takes some work, it really does. It's an everyday moment to moment. It's not easy, but how beautiful life can be and how easeful, like, it's just... You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I couldn't. And what I'm coming into is I'm coming more into myself. And it's interesting, you know, you, you represent, you know, you say that this is the reflection I am, divine masculine, and da, da, da. And it's like, and I get this a lot from women. Women are inviting me to run on one workshops for their women to heal because so many of the women have been through domestic violence and abuse and things. And it's like they need the space of a healthy, integrated man to hold space for them to heal. Mm, to have yeah. a representation that no, uh, it's actually safe again to to be with a man. And I'm not making shaming men here too, because it's like men, like what's underneath all the behaviour and actions is not truly who they are. It's conditioning and lostness and confusion. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm stepping into is I don't fully know, but all I know is when my heart, I'm aligned with my heart is the thing I care about the most is that both men and women can come into a place of healing and sometimes that needs to take place on their own, you know. So when I work with men, it's helping them come into themselves. When I work with women, sometimes I'm actually helping women integrate a healthy masculine because they've created a really negative relationship with their own inner masculine and it's like you need to understand what it looks like in a healthy way. And then spaces for men and women to come together when they've done a certain level of healing because the healing that can take place when women and men are responsible and not blaming and projecting their trauma on Mm -hmm. all of those genders is quantum healing. Mm -hmm. It it goes generations, yeah? We're talking generations Mm -hmm. because that's always carried down our parental conditioning, their divorces, their stuff, you know, the father wasn't there. It's carried down. It takes place now. And I'm committed that if people are stepping into fatherhood and motherhood and creating family, to really consider where that's coming from. Because if you really genuinely care about the children, right, the next generations, those those wise beings that are wiser than us, right, the most important, there's no playbook again for this, how to be a good father and mother, right? And it's like it starts with the relationship with yourself, Yeah, that's just like any relationship, any intimate relationship, right? It starts with the relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and then we can hand down conditioning or, you know, th- that's different, right? We're always going to hand something down, right? But give the best possible space for a zero, a zero to seven-year-old, yeah. which is when their subconscious is being formed between the ages of zero to seven. So that's when they're picking up pretty much all the conditioning that will then decide who their personality is and will guide their whole life. Mm-hmm. Give them the best possible chance because after seven, that's formed. And for parents to recognize that we're just custodians of a being, we don't own them. And there's so much rites of passage work. I won't go deep into it, but understanding the parent-child dynamics. Yeah. It's like we're a custodian and then they're free. We make them safe for space to space. Yeah. They're free to discover who they truly are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just on the journey of how can I best serve people? Mm. And me coming back to this name is 
Uh, I've been to many multi-dimensional experiences, but it's time for me to integrate that in my being and not talk about so much so I can be a safe space for people that are just beginning the journey mm. all the way through to people that are deep in the journey and they won't need, they'll just read my energy. But for people that are at the beginning of the journey, they might just need to start with meditating or, breath, or breathing, mm. right, or just learning a couple of distinctions that will transform their life fixing up their nutrition, starting to understand a bit of basic yeah. psychology and relations yeah. through to people that are deep in the journey, all right, we can go into the shamanic realm. We can clear things, right? And it's like I'm just, I don't know what it fully looks like. I'm just going to be here in service. I'm going to launch two group programs, one to really help people across all areas of their life through from money to communication through to sexuality, I'm going to launch that this year and I'm going to launch a men's program. But outside of that, I'm just like, life, show me where I'm needed. Allow the people to come to me that I can serve. Allow me to serve them in whatever way that's possible. And I'm staying open. Mm, Such strength in your words and in your purpose right now. I think that it's a beautiful, beautiful mm. movement and amazing placeholder that you're holding right now for all the people that are in your life presently and also the people that will receive your existence um, afterward because of the work that you're putting on yourself, putting putting into yourself and have put into yourself. So. I really want to take a moment and and thank you for the whole world. <laughs> your your healing, our healing is the whole world's healing. It really 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 is and it's so beautiful to witness the unraveling of consciousness on both ends of the spectrum, but it's really amazing to hear this, uh, what I, not, not what I've resisted in my life, but have been made unavailable to. And it, it, it is very healing for me to hear your words as I'm sure it will be so healing for all of my audience members to, 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 to witness. So uh, thank you again for jumping on here with me today. Such delightful, divine delight conversation. <laughs> uh, wow, wow, wow. <sighs> so if you would like to find out more about uh, Christian, I, what is your username on Instagram now for people to find you or if you have a website or anything to share so that people can find where yeah. you are? On social media, it's Christian with a K and then my last name, which is Martino. So it's M-A-R-T-I-N-O-W. And my website is um, www.visionevolve.com, which is where you can see kind of the work I do and... Um, and yeah, people can sign up for a discovery call to, to see if they want to work with me. Um, and that really needs to be in alignment it's for people that are ready to to transform their lives and, and go deep. Otherwise, my group programs will be coming out soon, which I'm really excited for. Awesome, mm. awesome, awesome. Yeah, I would definitely suggest going to check it out. I will keep his links in the description. I will add his username in there so that you guys can check out uh, more on his page he has tons of wisdom just on his lives to share if you go and check out his feed um and if it is in resonance with you you will know for sure (laughs) you're gonna listen if if you've heard anything here you are already gonna want (laughs) to check it out so um mahalo mahalo to you mahalo yes yes yes. and honoring your path into mine and whatever that is going to bring for you as well yeah you are that and but you're so much more than that thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the universe just 
recognized herself. I am so grateful for all you listeners every single week. If you want more information, you can check the description. You can check out Christian's page, his coaching opportunities, as well as mine. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there's no hard, <laughs> on my end, there's no hard feelings because everyone is meant to work with someone at different times for different things and uh in the coaching world we're all working together here because we all have the same goal so i would love 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 if you checked out his page or at least just looked at what he has to offer because his wisdom is unmatched he truly 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 is so embodied in balance and wisdom and knowledge and consciousness it's such a beautiful uh friendship that i am lucky to be able to um have in my life I'm so lucky to be able to have a divine reflection of uh, a partner in the future that I want I I admire qualities that he has uh, that help me to get a better picture for the kind of man that I want in my life because I know that I am going to have children one day and I do have a lot to say in regards to my sexual identity and what I actually want in my life. Uh, However, you know, growing up, I always saw what I did not want. And now I get to look at other people in my life and say, wow, you know, that is what I want. Some of what you have (laughs) is what I want in my life, which is really, really awesome to be able to see. Now, I love you guys so much. Next week, we're going to be talking, hopefully, about, um, you know, alignment, heavier stuff. Um, We're going to be deep diving. It's just going to be me next week. Um, I've had three rounds of of conversations with various other human beings, and I hope that you all are enjoying this little series. These are longer episodes, and... Uh, They definitely have felt so, so, so potent. Uh, So I I hope to continue with that level of potency and continue to uh, empower the the continuation of this podcast. Um, So with that being said, if you are a supporter, I would love to have you rate and share this podcast. If we get more people learning and understanding and engaging in these conversations, the whole planet is going to take deeper steps toward healing. You are taking deeper steps toward healing. So I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to another episode and I'll catch you guys next week.